friends, it's just Laura here. I know that you're used to Zach um, being the intro to the show. And for those of you who are brand new, um, I will introduce myself and I'll tell you a little bit about me as well. But today I wanted to share with you, hmm, I I made a little list. I think I have about five items of my favorite things and why they are helpful to my marriage and to my personal well-being. Um, So we will get to the show. First of all, I guess for those of you who are new who haven't been listening for the last three years and kind of picked up on all of the little personal details, I'll just give you a little brief introduction. My name is Laura Heck. I am a 36-year-old mother and wife. I have been with my husband. I've kind of lost track over the years. Let's see here. I think we are rounding the corner on 15 years. So I've been with my husband for 15 years now. And it sort of feels like we've raised each other because we met when I was 21 years old. And he was my first real boyfriend. I had guys that I had kind of casually dated in college like you do. And before then, I had never really had a boyfriend in high school. And I met my husband and it just sort of, it clicked. It, it was like we were best friends. We we never wanted to stop hanging out with each other. It didn't feel like we were super clingy to one another. It just genuinely fit like two people that enjoy sharing space with one another is kind of how it felt. Um, and so we met his senior year of college, I went to Western Washington University, which is up by the Canadian border, um, which was really fun because uh, we were so close to the Canadian border. And I, I can't even remember the drinking age because I didn't really drink in, in college. But it was a thing that college students used to do freshman and sophomore year when they were underage in the United States. They would just hop over the border and uh, go hang out. And I was their designated driver. I used to just sort of like set my alarm and then wake up at like 1030 um, at night, drive across the Canadian border, pick up my girlfriends who were intoxicated and bring them back over the border. Um, we only once got stopped. I'll tell you about that later. But um, let's see here. What else about me? So I'm a mom. I have an almost six year old son who is incredibly precocious. And we are lucky enough right now where he's able to go to school like physical school, actual school. He's been in school all year long, which has been a complete and total blessing and has allowed me to continue to work and keep my sanity. And I have so much respect for everyone who has had to make major sacrifices and transitions, whether it be two parents that are juggling, um, kind of going back and forth, trying to homeschool their children, do online learning, whatever it might be. Um, I just, there's a lot of, craziness happening. And I have the most respect for every individual who is trying the best that they absolutely can, because I know we all are. Uh, Let's see here. I am picking running back up. I'm right in the middle of a pretty intense, I would say, sprint to drop some extra COVID weight. Part of my identity has always been um, caring for my body, being a strong female. Um, and when I say strong, like I literally mean strong, like I can lift a lot of weight. It's always been a part of who I am as an athlete. And this has just been a really weird time. I have, I tipped the scales, um, just, I would say probably about two weeks ago, weighing in at the same amount of weight that I weighed when my husband, or excuse me, when I was pregnant with my son, um, like when I gave birth to him. And that was pretty shocking. And the hard part was that my clothes fit. So it's not like they fit well. It's just that I hadn't gone up a clothes size. And it was one of those moments where 
you know, like you kind of want to vomit a little bit. Um, when you see a number that's so shocking, you have something in mind and then you step on the scale and it's like, holy moly. And for me, it really isn't about weight. It's about getting back a piece of my identity. And I, I kind of feel like that's where a lot of us might be sitting right now is feeling so lost. I have had a lot of couples recently coming to me and saying things like, gosh, one said, you know, I just kind of feel like I'm I'm floating in outer space right now. And that's just such a good visual of, of really not knowing your visuals, your bearings, and not knowing what's up, what's down. Um, another, another gentleman said, I just am feeling so lost. And I think part of that is such a loss of identity of who we are, um, in the midst of all of this. And so that's why, you know, I, I'm bringing it back to really making an intentional effort of feeling like, you know what, this is who I am. I am someone who is focused on being athletic, being strong, being nimble, um, being very physically fit. Uh, that's part of who I always have been and getting away from that has really left me disoriented um, and getting back to it by running on my treadmill, really watching what I'm eating is helping me to reconnect. So I encourage all of you, if you are feeling lost, to find that piece of you that is a part of your identity and finding ways that you can really turn toward that and making it intentional. It will make you a better human being. And the more you show up as who you are resonating in your skin, the better partner you will be. Okay. That's me on a soapbox. That's a little bit about who I am. I guess it's probably important to mention that I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, which is why uh, Zach Brittle and I started this podcast uh, probably about three years ago. And um, I'm also a certified Gottman therapist, which is an additional specialty, but I only work with couples. I am licensed in Washington and Utah, and I work virtually with couples. So on to my favorite things. This is fun because it allows me to give little shout outs to things that really impact me on a daily basis and trying to draw those strange little correlations as to how it helps me to show up better in my marriage. So I would say, and we joked a lot about this early on um, by saying things like this, this episode has been sponsored by Blue Apron. And in fact, we did have a Blue Apron sponsorship for a while. But um, if you don't know what Blue Apron is, Blue Apron is, um, it's one of those meal delivery services where they deliver a box of uh, measured out pre-packaged uncooked ingredients to your door. And so I have it set up where every week I receive three meals that I go online and I check. I think it's maybe they give me an option of up to 12 different meals that I can choose. And I select the three meals that I want. They're portioned for two, a family of two, which is really great because my son is six and we take that two and we divide it by three. And sometimes I'll add a little salad. Like last night, I made a little caprese salad to go with our steak um, oh my gosh, last night, last night's meal was incredible. And I will tell you, it's pretty cool because it gives you all of the dietary breakdown. So if you're somebody that's really like either counting calories, looking at your macros, trying to figure out how much protein you're getting, it has everything listed out. So it was really easy for me to eat sensibly during the day and then feel like I was going hog wild, but really wasn't. I mean, my entire dinner last night was probably 700 calories. Um, 
And that was really helpful for me to understand, especially if you are someone that is on a new um, journey toward becoming a healthier human being. So anyway, the reason why I love Blue Apron is that it has taught me, it actually was the reason I've become so passionate about cooking, which has led to me taking cooking classes. It's even led to me nearly registering for culinary arts school in Park City, Utah, Oh my gosh, I would just, I would be so happy if I was able to go to an incredible culinary arts school. That's a, that's something in my future. I guarantee that is going to happen. Um, but when I get these ingredients delivered to my door, it helps me to be able to just relax. I'm not spending extra time during the day um, thinking about what am I going to eat? I need to go to the grocery store and I guarantee you I'm paying um let's see here. So it's $10 a meal. So each box that I receive is about $60. That's three meals for my entire family for the week. And, um, I mean, if I was to go to the grocery store and buy those ingredients, I would be way over $60. And I'm not a huge fan of leftovers. Some people love leftovers. It ends up being that if I make a big meal, nobody else eats the leftovers. And then I end up feeling horrible and having to eat all of the food in the refrigerator and it's just not good for the waistline. So um, it really clears up some cognitive space for me to be able to sit down and just enjoy the process of cooking in the evening. I've learned a ton of how to cook new things. Um, I think last night I made Gosh, what was it that I, oh, I made just just kale, kale in a pan and uh, had some I think a little bit of shallots, some garlic, a little bit of cream, and then I added a tiny bit of Parmesan and it was just kind of lightly sauteed where the, the, it softens up a little bit, the color darkens and my son ate it and I was shocked. I just was like, it's incredible to be able to introduce new food to your family because you get stuck in a rut. I, I read somewhere that we are on a repeat cycle of about 10 different meals. And if you think about it, if you take the time, if you're driving and you're like, okay, what are the 10 meals that I regularly cook? Is it like tacos, hamburgers, chicken, you know, whatever it might be, it's probably pretty stinking accurate, even if it's breakfast food, which seems to be even more narrowed in your choices. And I love that Blue Apron is just sending me these things. I just sit down, I follow the the recipe and allows me to... Um, bring healthy, nutritious food to my family. And it's an enjoyable process that I'm not feeling uh, resentful because I had to put so much effort into it. It's effortless. Uh, so that's one of the reasons why I enjoy Blue Apron and why I think it's really helpful to my marriage. The other piece is that, especially now with COVID, it almost seems like we're kind of lockstep into this really boring pattern of what's happening in our lives. There's not a ton of things that we can do to bring excitement. We can't travel. We can't go out and try new restaurants. And so what I'm doing is I'm bringing the novelty into the household by experimenting with new and different recipes that I've never made. And not only is it exciting for my family to eat that healthy food, um, it is, this really does sound like uh, a sponsorship. That's really funny. Maybe I'll give you guys a code. I'll figure something out. I'll have a code at the end if you're interested in Blue Apron. But it's more about lighting me up and giving me some of that novelty and excitement because I'm bored. My brain is bored. Um, I've reached for things like new types of books to start reading. And I find that doing new recipes is really lighting me up on the inside. All right. So that's one of my favorite things and why it's helpful. 
You know Zach and I are huge fans of getting support, especially during abnormally stressful times like these. This is why we have partnered with BetterHelp to put you in contact with licensed professional counselors in your area. Tap into the world's largest network of licensed, accredited, and experienced counselors who can help you with a range of issues, including depression, anxiety, relationships, trauma, grief, and more. With BetterHelp's counselors, you get the same professionalism and quality that you would expect from an in-office counselor, but with the ability to communicate when and how you want. The matching process is quick but thorough, and you have the ability to communicate with your therapist how you like it, whether it be messaging, over the phone, or video conferencing. I know that in-person therapy sessions aren't feasible right now, and a lot of therapists are booked out, but don't let that stop you from getting the support that you need. The cost is less than half of what Zach and I charge, which is kind of unheard of. And when you register with BetterHelp, you're supporting Marriage Therapy Radio. Go to trybetterhelp.com forward slash MTR to register. Try T-R-Y better B-E-T-T-E-R help. H-E-L-P dot com forward slash MTR to register with BetterHelp. The second one is a house cleaner. You guys, I have been, I have poo-pooed a house cleaner. Ooh, I would say the first 12 years of my husband and I being together, 12 years. And he, it was this really tough conversation where I had a preference. I came into this relationship with a preference of how the house should be cleaned, how often it should be cleaned, what kind of products it should be cleaned with and what it should look like when it's done being cleaned. And I will tell you that my expectations were very different from my husband's. And it was a constant tension of wanting for him to do things my way. And his response would be, let's just hire a house cleaner. And I sat on that for 12 years of being stubborn and having a scarcity complex. If you are someone who um, doesn't spend money on certain things because your response is, I can just do it myself. I will tell you that it took me to the point where I was making my own money financially to be able to justify what an hour of my time was worth. And I think that was a really important exercise for me to come to, which is I would spend this amount of time cleaning my house. Maybe it was two hours, let's say once a week doing deep cleans, toilets, tubs, floors, that kind of thing, and figuring out how much is my time worth. And, um, And interestingly, I mean, I think that we put value on our two most precious commodities, money and time. And I mean, I wish I had more of a value on time. But anyway, um, I finally hired a house cleaner. And I will tell you that it has done more for me than it has for my marriage. Meaning that when my space is clean, when my space is organized, when I know that if I drop something on the floor, I can do the five second pickup and not have guilt that it's been three weeks since I've mopped my floors. And that's kind of a silly way to think about it. But uh, I really do appreciate a house cleaner for me, just for me because I'm the one who appreciates the clean, organized home. I appreciate having my bed made with fresh sheets and I appreciate having somebody go in and clean out my microwave. Holy moly, if you are someone that does not clean out your microwave on a regular basis, I mean, we, I, I would not be that person because I haven't, but the microwave can be kind of gross. All right, so that's, that's it, a house cleaner. Um, 
I don't have any recommendations. I think that the best way to find a house cleaner is by word of mouth and just asking your friends if you like the person. Um, I don't know how any of you feel right now about having house cleaners come in in the midst of COVID, but um, it's something that I continue to do and I do it every other week. And I'll tell you what's really special. Whenever I go on vacation or on a road trip or anywhere, if I leave the house, I love having a house cleaner come in and I love having all my laundry done. I do my own laundry, but putting it all away, knowing that the laundry is empty, the the waste baskets are empty, the floors are clean. There's not a thing for me to do because when I come home from vacation, I want to feel like I'm coming home at peace and I don't have more on my to-do list. Uh, having house cleaner also helps me to feel like I can attune more to my partner and attune more to my um, son because I don't have that laundry list of things that I feel like I need to get done. All right. So that's number two. Number three, having my own savings account. So money is such a personal thing for everyone. And uh, my husband and I merged our accounts very early in the relationship. We were probably just dating or maybe he was my fiance. By the way, he proposed at 10 months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we don't live in Utah, my Utah friends. I mean, this was like a straight up 20. I think he was 22 when he proposed which is very young. And keep in mind, I was like, I don't know, his 69th, uh, that's probably funny. Uh, let's just say 70. Okay. Like his 70th girlfriend. Um, the guy brought tons of girls home to meet mom and he proposed very early. Okay. So having my own savings account, this is something that happened. <sighs> of course, we tried out a lot of different options, right? Like early on in the relationship, we tried something where we had sort of like one joint account, two separate accounts. We talked to each other anytime we had to spend money on ourselves that like expanded a certain, uh, exceeded a certain amount, maybe a hundred or two hundred dollars. Um, but we really just settled on having one joint account. And when I had my son Holden, I kept thinking, I want my son to receive something special from his mom. And I, I was listening to this audio book, and I actually think I talked about this in earlier episodes. I was listening to The Latte Factor. And it's, it's basically a book that's written maybe for me, maybe even for someone a little bit younger than me. And um, just talking about how we can... Mm, earn compound interest on money that we are saving when we're not busy spending it on something else. So if you are, the reason why it's called a latte factor is a latte now, goodness, it's probably about four and a half dollars. I haven't bought a latte in a long time. Um, I don't do a ton of milk. If I do, you know, it happens, <laughs> but four and a half dollars. If you're somebody that let's say gets a, you know, a latte five days a week, Monday through Friday on your way to work, you're looking at upwards of about $25, maybe even, you know, a little bit less once a week, that's a hundred dollars a month. And if you started putting a hundred dollars a month away, uh, then you would have $1,200 by the end of the year. And, uh, you start putting that money away into a bank account. And so that's what I did. I decided that I was going to have a separate savings account and it's not separate where my husband can't see it. He's actually on the account, but it's kind of, I've nicknamed it. So it's called Holden's honey fund. That's my son's name. And um, I've allocated a certain amount that draws from uh, my personal checking account because I have my own business. So it draws from my business account, uh, the money that I receive for my private practice once a week. And I have watched this grow and it fills me with such pride. And there's something about 
having that independence. I mean, I already feel a sense of independence and pride um, in being a business owner and working, but I also think that it feels really stinking fabulous to be able to watch um, a bank account grow based on my earnings that I will someday give to my son. So here's the cool idea. All right. Are you ready for this? I've run the numbers. Um, I won't tell you how much I'm, I'm well, okay. So I will, I will be perfectly candid with you. I gift my son a little less than what one and a half sessions is for me. So as a private clinician, what I charge for a session. So once a week, I dedicate about an hour and a half of my time to my son and that money goes into his account. And I will continue to do that until I can't. And then the hope is that I will turn it over to him with the agreement that he will continue to donate the same amount um, into that account. And the hope is that I've run the numbers a couple of times that maybe by the time he's 60, it'll end up being some astronomical number like $3 million. And if you don't believe me, go play on uh, an amortized, oh, Zach would make fun of me so bad if he was here, amortized, I think is the word I want to use, amortized calculator that shows how your money grows over time with interest. All right. So I've talked about Blue Apron, a house cleaner, a savings account. Y'all know that I have a deep love for my puppy and uh, our puppy, we've had him now two full years. And the reason why I find that this is something that has just changed my life since I got him is that it has taught me to take a break and go outside and enjoy the freaking outdoors. And I am a mountain woman. I love to go out and go camping, but it wasn't something I was doing on a daily basis. I don't go for walks. I thought that was an old lady thing. And then I got a dog and suddenly something happened. I started getting outside and feeling like I was needing to be held accountable by something which is a human dog, human, human dog, y'all. I hope you got a giggle out of that. A dog that needs to go outside. And so I go for these lovely hour long walks and it really does feel like I'm sort of cheating the system because it's like I'm slipping away and my husband looks at me. And he's like, oh, thank you so much for taking the dog out. And I'm like, oh, no problem. I, I could squeeze this hour in. And really, I'm thinking it's my time. I get to go outside. I get to go be in nature. Meanwhile, here's the coolest part is that I'm getting exercise. My dog is getting exercise and my body is being filled with all of these beautiful endorphins. Um, that really make me feel good. But I wanted to tell you why this can be helpful for you. For many of my couples, um, and you know who you are, who have dogs that join in session. I have a lot of family therapy that's done with um, a couple and then their dog or two that wrestle on the couch, which is lovely. But um, when I have my couples, I know they have a dog. I give them the advice to have their most difficult discussions while they're walking the dog. And this is for um, a couple of reasons. The main reason is that I, I love for couples, especially in the midst of COVID, to be able to have some kind of an environment other than where you're currently sleeping, eating, playing, working, all of that, to be able to have difficult discussions. And difficult discussions might just be making decisions. Um, it might be going over the budget and talking about 
how things are going. It might be talking about, you know, do we put mom in uh, a care facility uh, this year or do we hire some staff to come in and take care of her in her own home? Um, These are tough topics. And I love it when couples say, hey, we're walking the dog. This is our ritual. Let's talk about things that matter to us and to our lives. Uh, It could be talking about the stress that you are encountering on a regular basis. There's a conversation that Dr. Gottman created that's called the stress reducing conversation. And I love to pair the stress reducing conversation with some form of exercise. And um, the reason is that pretty interesting is that when you're walking and you are talking, some people feel more comfortable talking side by side than physically facing each other. And when your body's in motion, your body's releasing endorphins. Here's the cool part. When you're releasing endorphins, it actually minimizes or decreases the um, perception of pain that you're experiencing. Now, why would that be important when we're talking about pain? Most of you are probably thinking physical pain, but your brain does not register a difference between physical pain and emotional pain. So if you're talking about something really difficult, right? Like wanting to quit your job because you hate your boss or you don't find purpose and meaning in your job any longer, this is emotional pain. It's lighting up the same part of your brain that would light up if you stubbed your toe really bad. So if you're walking and you're releasing these endorphins and you're with your partner who's listening to you and genuinely interested in hearing what's happening in your life, that means that these endorphins are actually decreasing your perception of pain. Cool, right? It's like, oh, it feels so much better, easier to talk about these topics when our body is in motion. Why? is this coming back to the dog? The dog is keeping me accountable. It's a trigger. It's like whenever I want to build a new habit, I would like to habit stack. I've talked about this before. Taking a new habit of maybe having a daily stress-reducing conversation with my partner where I'm talking about things that are externally stressful to me. Um, And I say externally stressful because I want you to talk about things outside of the relationship, not the fact that you haven't had sex for a month or uh, that your partner was really kind of snotty to you earlier this morning. I'm talking about things like outside of the relationship that are stressing you out. If you're talking about these things, I want for you to create a habit. And part of creating a habit is finding an existing habit that you do every day without fail, without fail. Many people have a habit of taking their dog for a walk in the morning, maybe for a walk in the evening. And so when you go to grab the leash for your dog or you throw your dog in the car like I do and take him to the dog park or for a nice walk out in wilderness, um, I want for that to be a trigger for a new habit that when you grab your leash, you think, hey, I'm going to invite my partner and I'm going to invite them on this walk. And while we're on the walk, this is going to serve as an opportunity for me to just say, hey, do you mind if maybe I vent about some stuff going on in my life? And I'd love to hear what's going on in your life. What's happening? What's stressing you out? And then just listening. So I have one more for you. Okay. So uh, Blue Apron, House Cleaner, my own savings account, my dog, and now kombucha. I have been on this journey, as I told you. Um, So my husband has some sort of health things. He's fine, by the way, but it's been a little kind of chronic. It'll never go away. Um, But we decided that it would be best if he didn't drink alcohol at all. And that's part of uh, interaction with any sort of medication that he needs to take. And so he has 
so dutifully cut alcohol out of his life. And as a partner for someone who's wanting to make this big leap of a life change, I thought, you know, I can, I can support you. And um, so the commitment that I have made is that I will not drink alcohol Monday through Friday while we're home. If I happen to be out with girlfriends, having a glass of wine is not a big deal. Um, And so that's what I'm up to, but I get cravings and I had the same cravings when I was pregnant. I really love carbonation. I mean, like beer and I are BFFs. I love a good hoppy frosty IPA. My stomach is grumbling just thinking about it. And I have found that the the thing that helps to curb that craving for me is kombucha. If you haven't tried kombucha, um, it's that expensive bottle of fermented, delicious, seltzery, yummy, probiotic goodness that you can pick up at any, any store. And um, I have been purchasing it and not a huge fan of the price tag. So um, I'm starting to try and figure out how I can brew my own kombucha. And I had a friend who gave me um, a starter. It's like a SCOBY, I think is what they call them. We call them Scuba Steve in my house. And so I'm trying to brew my own kombucha. But I just, I again, this is a little bit around habit, um, around habits, making changes in your life is being able to take something that you're you're taking away and replace it with a better habit. So if I'm taking beer out of my life, I'm going to replace it with kombucha. It seems to do the trick for me. For some people, if you're making major, major shifts in your diet, it can mean that you do one thing at a time. My husband is an all or nothing guy. He cut out, I'm not even joking, like he came home from a golf trip and he said, I'm done with alcohol and I'm done with caffeine. And he suffered through... Um, I would say about two weeks of caffeine headaches because he's a regular two cup a a day coffee drinker. And I kept saying, why don't you just have like half a cup? Why don't we just sprinkle in some decaf and just taper it off? And he's an all or nothing guy. And I get it. Not everybody does it the same way. I am a wiener. love it. I'm so sorry. I didn't even realize it was, I'm a wiener. I wean, I wean myself (laughs) off of things. Oh, Zach's never going to hear this part, but he would laugh so hard. Actually, he would shake his head and roll his eyes at me, but um, I have to wean myself off. And so it's just a slow taper for me making big life changes. You know, maybe I'll I'll remove like (laughs) American cheese from my diet and then I'll remove another kind of cheese and then a different kind of cheese. And like slowly and gradually, it took me, I can't even tell you how many years to wean myself off of coffee, make creamer. And then eventually I was weaning myself off of sugar in my coffee. And now I'm just a half and half girl. And um, gosh, if I could get away from half and half, that'd be even better for my gut. But all right. Um, I hope that you enjoyed this talk. And I I really tried to weave it back into marriage of how this can be helpful for you. But ultimately, I think the biggest piece of the puzzle here really comes back to figuring out how you can be your best person, how you can show up as your best self. And if many of you are feeling lost right now, if you're feeling like you're floating around in outer space, um, my guess is that you are feeling not disconnected from your partner. I think you're feeling disconnected from who you are and reconnecting with your values, reconnecting with your identity is an important piece of the puzzle. 
figure out, you know, what is something, who was I five years ago? Who was I when I was at my peak happiest? Was I an artist? Was I someone who was volunteering on a regular basis? Was I, um, you know, maybe coaching my kid's soccer team and was highly involved in their team? Was I getting outdoors and hiking on a regular basis? Um, what were you doing when you were at your happiest and how, how has that shifted or changed over time? Usually it's a slow progression and it's important to be able to just get back to who you are and what your identity is. I think a lot of us feel um, at dis-ease when we are not um, synchronizing. Sure, that's not the word I wanted to use, but that's what I'm going to use with with our internal character. So um, with that, I will bid you adieu. I'm going to give you a code for Blue Apron so that if you're interested in trying it out, you can. Um, I'll do that in the outro. Thank you so much, everyone. Hey, all I lied. I don't have an affiliate link. We're not getting any money for any of the things that I talked about today, but I really did just want to say thank you so much for sticking with me, listening to this episode of me just talking by myself into a microphone. Thank you for all of the time and attention you're putting into your relationship, making it better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.